AC. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, now he's in charge. King, all hail King Charles. King Charles is in charge now that the queen has passed. I know. Yeah, so this was, I mean, highlight, not highlight, sorry, headline, headline, headline of the week. So uh, when was this? Thursday we started texting in the chat group. Our chat group is called Dead Celebrities. (laughs) Was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday. That it was she Thursday was morning. Ill, that she was ill. We started, the rumors began. People were being rushed to Balmore Castle. Family was being gathered. We started texting, hey, some activity is occurring. And then within a couple of hours, it started to be confirmed on Twitter that the queen had passed peacefully, surrounded by family. Yeah, at the age of... 96. Thank you. So... She yeah. had a good run. She was the monarch for like 70 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was the longest living monarch, second just, to Queen Victoria. Yeah, they just celebrated her 70th Jubilee, I think, yeah. not a lot long ago. Yeah, her coronation was February 6, 1952. Actually, that wouldn't have been a coronation. That was just when her father would have passed and then she was named queen. And then coronation shortly after that. But, yep, February 6, 1952 to September 8, 2022. And the country is, is in mourning. Well, is it though? Because some was, are, some are, and some are like, you know, really happy. stoked about Charles. <laughs> and they're like, "Long live the king!" They're like chanting that whenever he goes out into the streets. And yeah, Charles is definitely getting an ego boost this week. Let yeah, me tell you, women are kissing him and hugging him. I saw that. I saw them kissing his his um hand like. Oh, I saw cheeks, which is, like, all very much against protocol. COVID. Well, and just in general, you're not allowed to touch a royal. Right. And they're allowed to, like, touch you. But, yeah, you're under no circumstances, like, allowed. And he's just kind of walking around through the crowds, like, in barriers. Yeah, just enjoying all the attention, finally. I know, and he'll probably have one of the shortest reigns. (laughs) I know, because he's... Literally everyone his age is retiring from their jobs and he's just starting at like at the, at the young age of 73. <laughs> and then he's also an older dad too. So like right. William, I mean, my gut is like William will probably be the last named King. I just yeah, don't they'll see. Probably see it no longer being needed. I mean, already they don't really do much besides take the taxes of, of the Brits. Yeah, it's like the whole, um, I mean, it is a very, like, close tie to the English history. You know, she was directly related to Queen Victoria, like. Right, but they're not making government decisions. No, and we had this conversation, too, where we were like, it would be very interesting to look into. And I'm sure somebody who has taken some basic history classes could be like, yeah, it happened probably at the turn of the 20th century when, it's like, at what point did did the king or the queen, you know, really stop having any kind of say in the political, uh, like, moments of the world? Yes, they would meet with the prime ministers. But, like, if you watch the documentary The Crown, which is not a documentary, but it might as well be, like, 
Queen Elizabeth was very much raised to like not have a public opinion at all whatsoever about anything. Right. So it's, yeah, it's just different from with what, you know, the king would be the end all be all and oh, law of the land. I can't wait to be king. We could have played that one. So many, oh, that's so true. many jams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Me- and then Megan and Willie, I'm sorry, Megan and Harry were already over there just as a coincidence. They were already like doing some promo stuff and it, they weren't really like planning on doing a lot of stuff with the family, but then they were over there. Um, and then and, and William got to Balmora Castle a little later than others. Um, just saw it like on his flight over there is when she passed. Um, but then her body today was moved from Balmoral Castle to Edinburgh Castle, or maybe not. I don't know if that's it should be their castle, but I don't know if that's like an actual working. I don't think they like stay there. I think it's now a tourist attraction. Hmm. I but, just know yeah. that Buckingham Palace, the videos of just like people lining up to pay their respects, even though like they're not there. Yeah. Um, the videos are crazy. Yeah. Of the amount of people there. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, sports events have been suspended for like a week. There's no obligation to shut down businesses, but um, many are all a lot of stuff is being canceled. And then her actual burial is going to be like a a statewide thing on the 19th. Um, And then she'll probably I think she goes to Buckingham Palace and then people can close Cassiet. But um, I think it's open to the public to like line up and say their goodbyes. Pay their respects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but sure just... the funeral is going to be televised because oh, all the uh, yeah, it wasn't Prince William or not Prince William, um, King Philip or Philip Prince Philip, yeah, Prince Philip. Sorry, yeah. Um, I'm assume. I mean, I'm. I would assume that over there, there's nothing but coverage. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking it's post nine eleven type of scenario for like two weeks. It's just nonstop coverage about every single movement of everybody in the family. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you and I would just be like, when can we watch our show? <laughs> yeah, put the TV back on. I want to watch my MTV or whatever it was, 9-11, which, by the way, is today. Yeah, I know. I know. I was thinking about that, too. But, you know, that didn't come. And then that moment when we when it was like, quote, unquote, we're kind of back was the SNL moment, like one of yep. the most intense moments in the year. And like SNL Rudy po- Giuliani. SNL was the one that like gave us all the permission to like laugh and watch tv again yeah yeah and then who does the great there's a great comic that does a joke of like because nobody else was mayor is it john mulaney i think it's john mulaney he's like rudy giuliani the like mayor of new york oh oh it's a part of um oh hello with gil faison and george they were like because nobody else was mayor that day Yeah, because I've been watching that, like, once a week for the last, like, months. Because <laughs> I, I love, love them so much. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. I mean, they were like, once Philip passed her rock, and you're like, yeah. No, she's, she's also, also 96-year-old. <laughs> yeah, and she had COVID, and, like, who knows, you know? Yeah. And, the, you know, how good for you, ma'am. She Work survived. You, yep. She saw a lot. So, um, I just, I mean as a princess diana fan i just loving all the gifts and memes of like prince i don't know if you've seen any of them of like basically princess diana not letting the queen into heaven like all these different guys oh yeah i mean people think that she's the reason princess diana died 
Yeah, and there she definitely isn't. But what they could have done is they could have protected Diana more. Did you see the um, photo, or are you the one that sent it, or Dennis sent it of Meghan Markle wearing like one of the exact same outfits that Princess Diana wore? Oh, it must have been Dennis. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have registered that. Yeah, yeah, it's a side by side of she's wearing it either yesterday or. Two but Megan's always been obsessed with like, yeah, Diana. He, yeah, which is weird, and it's like she's feeding off of Harry's like you know mommy's issues. It's weird. Anyway, well, she's always done Diana looks. Yeah, but it's general. weird to do it even more so right now but whatever anyway um so yeah that's our international news and the other international news we still have updates we recorded the pod in the midst of the uh press conference at um Venice. Venice Film Festival so while we were talking a little bit about how awkward some of the interviews were what we didn't get to for was Don't Worry Darling for Don't Worry Darling yeah. thank you yeah what we didn't get to was the actual premiere of the film at Venice, and we saw videos of what looks like uh, Harry spitting on Chris Pine and yeah, Chris so Pine the- having a really norm, not normal, but like what you would expect kind of reaction if the you most thought- appropriate reaction yeah. you could at that moment. Yeah, and what's interesting also is if you see, it's like right before that happens. They're all sitting down and, you know, not surprisingly, they separate uh, Olivia and Harry once again with Chris Pine. Harry walks into the aisle and he first, like, holds on to Nick Kroll and gives him a kiss on the lips. Which well, no, because I, I, like, I think we can't determine where the timeline is. Oh, that might be at the end. Because what from I'm trying to understand... And what it looks like was that was them seating for the premiere is when the, that the incident occurs. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, I yeah. think the Kroll stuff and it's, the other stuff is at the is end. Harry walking away. Like, like the after premieres. the standing ovation. Yeah. Got it. That's okay. what I can try. I'm trying to understand the timeline too. Right. And just from like them sitting and I'm just trying to make logical well, sense of it. No, the time you're probably happens. right on you're probably right on the timeline. But basically in a matter of 3 hours, you have him potentially spinning on one of his male co-stars and then making out with one of his other male co-stars. Yeah, well, no there's no tongue, so it was just a no. nice it was just a nice mouth on mouth kiss. Um and the crowd like went nuts for it. So that's like the big factor is that like Harry Styles is still Harry Styles. So he's just getting screamed at like at everything that he does. Right. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. So they go. So here's the real thing about the spit. And Chris Pine's reps have multiply com- come out on multiple statements saying that is not what happened. No way. Harry Styles then went and did a concert the next night. And he's like, yeah, I just popped over to Venice to spit on Chris. Like, he said that at the concert. As the joke. Yeah, he's trying to get the flames down. But here's the thing about the video. Yeah. You can see, like, a little thing maybe coming out. Like, First of all, there's more than one angle, which we've seen. So that's also what's making it seem like it has to be that. And the subtlety of Harry doing it. He, like, doesn't blink. It looks very planned in time for him bending over, about to sit down, and then just kind of spitting at Chris Pine's crotch. Chris Pine looking Freezing. down, laughing, 
looking up at Harry, not being able to make eye contact. That's the big part yeah. of this is Harry looks beyond Chris. Right, like, I'm not going to acknowledge I just spat on you. Yes, and Chris just, like, shakes his head and is well, clapping. And, and, and Chris like, first pauses when it first happens. Yeah. Like, you see him reacting Pause to something. Head. Yeah, like, he's reacting to something. Yes. And then the fact that Harry won't give him eye contact and purposely like yep. says hello to people beyond him. Just the body language really reads into the fact that, that the theory is that Harry spit on Chris. Yeah, and of course, like what are they gonna do? What is Chris's uh people gonna say? Yes, he spat on me. Like yeah. allegedly. Right. Allegedly, but uh, I mean and then I, they're trying to figure out motives of like was what would be the reason why he spat him? Is it yeah, because was Harry he's mad that Chris took all the attention on the red carpet prior to? Is he mad at him for zoning out during the press conference when Harry's talking? Is it something else that we don't know? Yeah, because then if he goes to kiss Nick Kroll on the way out. Kroll was also participating with Pine in the red carpet shenanigans of like paying all this attention to Florence when she arrived. Right. So if Harry's upset about that, then it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, we're just, I mean, peel back this onion. This movie just keeps having drama and it did have a standing ovation, but I'm learning that all of these movies are. And there's only four minutes compared to Brendan Fraser getting a, what, a 12? No, six. Oh, we all got only six minutes. But there was But then there's another one that just was 14 minutes. Yes. I saw there's this one guy standing and he's like exhausted for 14 minutes. I'm like, yeah, because that's a long, even six minutes, two minutes is a long time to stand and clap. I don't think any of these movies even probably deserve it. They just do it. No, exactly. I think it's all the pomp and circumstance. But then in comparison, you go, oh, so your four minute might as well have been a boo. Yeah. Because you only got four minutes, you might as well have just gotten like a thumbs down and a boo. You've been canceled. Yeah, there's mixed reviews coming out. Um, I feel like it it has a one out of ten on IMDb right now. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, there was something else bad. that I looked up the other day that had like a three that I was like, that makes sense, but it is <laughs> shit. Um, I mean, who knows? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a Rotten Tomatoes score? Let me check. Keep okay. talking, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk about something else in the meantime. Um, because apparently ticket sales are doing pretty well for it because of the Harry Styles factor. But honestly, yeah. when you look at the trailer, this looks like, and I think I've mentioned this before, this looks like the a Jordan Peele kind of stolen theme of get out, but it's against the white patriarchy versus, well, I guess that's get out as well, but yeah, this is white is like women, women against the white patriarchy. Right. Um, so it got 42% on the tomato meter. Wow, obviously audience, that's bad. audience score is still TBD because no one really has seen it yet, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we said this from the beginning. This is I mean, not going to be good. If has Florence much been drama, in a bad movie? Well, that's the thing. And I think we said this last week. Like, people are liking Florence's performance. That's it's, true. It's the movie that's not. But I mean, Florence it sounds has... like Olivia just takes one movie. Like, I mean, as much as I like Booksmart, it's very much a super bad, but for girls. 
And yeah. now she's taking Don't Worry Darling. And if you're saying it looks kind of like a get out, but she's doing it and putting it towards girls, it's like, okay, like, let's, you're a one trick pony here. Let's move. Let's come up with new ideas. Yeah. I think that's what we're looking at really here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, they, maybe she's just a one and done. And I feel like when you get to this level, you're not going to be a one and done. There's only so many female well, directors maybe, that were actresses. And... Yeah. Or maybe she'll, it'll just be a while until her next I one. Mean, I mean, Woody Allen's still allowed she, to work. So. No, I know. But he also had a lot of good stuff out before people were hating him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, I mean, but now he still is getting, he's still directing now. He's still so. directing, but no one's seeing his, his stuff. No, but, yeah. but he still no, has he's still working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, money. Mel Gibson's still working. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, no ability to predict. No one really gets canceled. It's just a different vehicle of how you start making your money. Well, and we're also seeing this shift that we've talked about. And I don't know if we talked about it in the pod with Dennis or just I think another we conversation. Just texted with him about like all these people working together who have been canceled. And then there's now a shift in society of like, well, if we're going to like, how is there a way back for people to get forgiveness and redeem themselves and change if we're going to allow that? Like, as a society, there needs to be a moment of that. But it just seems to then be used in the context of people like Mel Gibson that right. shouldn't be coming back. And right. They're like, There's, you know, uh, do I love what Olivia Wilde did? No. Do I think she should be canceled? No. Do I think what Mel Gibson did should be canceled? Yes. There's yeah, a like, different... Why would you want to work with Mel Gibson? It's but not yeah. like But there are people that do. I mean, he is. Yeah. you talk about that movie that you like that's fairly recent, the one he did with Andrew Garfield and Vince Vaughn. They that's nearly with, like 10 years old now. But, but that still but was... But that was still post him, you know... I think so, ...being yeah. a very controversial and... And it got a lot of, like, Oscar nominations, too. Yeah. It so was, that's what um, I'm saying. Like, and Andrew Garfield is, is Jewish, yeah. and he did that movie with someone who's outwardly anti-Semitic, which I already... That would be, like, one of my first questions for him, but... You know, I'd ease, I know. In, I'd ease into that one because I love him so much, but I did not like him working with Mel Gibson. For well, that. that's the yin and the yang because then he's obviously grown up being a fan of Mel Gibson. He's like, why would I give up this opportunity? Right. Like, well, where's your integrity? Moral compass. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. But then at the same time, we can't ever go against Andrew Garfield because no, he's our unless, god. unless something really It's not. No. And if it does, I'm done. Michelle. <laughs> I'm, yeah. done. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. We're going to Thelma and Louise it if Andrew Garfield comes out to be a fucking predator. No, not with the way that this boy has spoken about his mother and grief. Let's hope so. His homosexuality and. Anyway. I love this boy. Um, What did we want to move but on yeah, to? Yeah, I might have to watch Hacksaw Right. <laughs> I was watching Old Stop Grand Stop supporting Mel Gibson. I haven't in so long, but I was like, oh, this does look like a movie I would want to watch. Again, <laughs> not even one you want to watch. <laughs> Just one you want to rewatch. I haven't watched it. Oh, I thought you did watch it. No, I texted you like, oh, I might have to watch this movie, Hacksaw Ridge, with Andrew Garfield and Vince Vaughn, but it's directed by Mel Gibson, so boo. Oh, I thought you still watched it. Never mind. For no. some reason, I thought you had seen it already. Um, no, maybe I avoided just bring it, it up. Maybe just bring it up a lot because it's like... 
you're torn on whether you see it or not because <laughs> this of that. Is the first time I've ever no, you definitely no because I knew of it before you texted me that movie, and I was like, because it came out in 2015. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it was part of the Oscar stuff, so you knew about it. Yeah, yeah. but no, I've never expressed interest in watching. Oh, to watch I thought that for movie. some reason you did. Anyway, um, what should we move on to now? Uh, um. We could do uh, Jennifer Hudson get an EGOT. Sure. Go for it. Jennifer got it. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson got an EGOT. Yeah, well, she, we're um... still waiting on the rest of the Emmys. I don't know if you want to give the feedback of, you know, the background that they did part of the creative Emmys and part of the Emmys that are not going to be filmed tomorrow in advance because there's just too many. So, yeah. I mean, are these are these different than what Kathy Griffin would refer to as the Shemmies? Because those are the daytime Emmys, and these are no, different? No, this is separate. Okay. This is part of the actual primetime Emmys, but it's because they can't show, like, they used to show the makeup, the, um, you know, the guest stars, all that Emmy stuff with the primetime Emmys, but they just took that out because it was making it too long. So now they do that in advance on its own, like, the week of. Gotcha. Cool. So yeah, so and this was also for interactive media for daytime program for what she won, which is pretty bananas. But oh, it, well then yeah. maybe that is daytime Emmys. Um or it's a combination of them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they've just changed the format. Format, yeah. yeah. So but it's a very interesting specific award for something called Baba Yaga. <laughs> I've literally never Y A G A. That was really hard for me to figure out in my brain right then. Wow. <laughs> um, like I, am, I need to get tested for dyslexia. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Daytime Emmy Awards. Can you have like a later onset of adult dyslexia? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So 2021, she got this guy. I mean, she won uh, Best Supporting Actress for Dreamgirls. And then we've learned that there's actually like kind of two. We've learned about a division within the EGOTs that has been co- controversy. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of, especially leading up to the Emmys tomorrow, is people are saying, who is the real list of EGOT winners? Because you have winners who have won from your traditional awards, and then you have the honorary awards, like when they give people awards for the... Um, Lifetime Achievement. Right, or, or yeah. I, th- I, I think the, there's one also they give, like for philan- philanthropy, that's one of them. That's also a hard word to say. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I th- I'm pretty sure Jennifer Hudson is in the competitive award category, no, right? She's legit. This is yeah. a legitimate. She's in the competitive one. So her. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because like, the other one's called non-compete. Com- right. Exactly. Yeah. So she got legit. Um, you know, others within the legitimized one. It's a lot of composers typically. So it's Alan Menken, who is a composer for Disney. Um, you know, John Legend is an EGOT. Right. He's the other most recent. Tim Rice is another lyricist um, who I worked think... with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber is one of them. Right. Whoopi. So Whoopi's legit. Mike Nichols, the great Broadway director um, and the director of The Graduate. Oh, no. Oh, Mel Brooks. Oh, my God. You thought Mel it was Brooks Mel Gibson? Different than Mel Gibson. Yeah, no, Mel Brooks. That, that's a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, he, he got it finally in 2002. Also, sorry if we do not, I mean, hopefully if you're coming into this podcast, you're coming with like a, this is this is a pop culture like 201 pop, podcast, so hopefully you know an EGOT is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. 
Uh, yeah. We're going to win all four We got to meet people where they are, KC. <laughs> Marvin Hamlish, one of my favorite names of all time. He's an EGOT. Audrey Hepburn. Um, Rita Moreno. I mean, the Rita Moreno. Like, one of the first women, I think, to ever EGOT. She EGOTed by 1977. Wow. She had EGOTed. Good for you, honey. You're the best, Rita Moreno. I love how you're using it as a verb. She EGOTed. <laughs> right when you wanna i want that to be a verb for yeah. me yeah but then like the honorary non-competition ones these are the ones that are, like they probably won three of the four on in competitive right. categories and they were they're... probably nominated a lot a lot like and then you just never won and they were like okay yeah exactly. let's give it to you before you pass so surprisingly mm-hmm. and i feel like this might change but surprisingly barbara streisand is one of them because she got the non-compete tony in 1970 and that's the only she's not even been nominated for a Tony. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, very surprising. Liza Minnelli is also considered part of this. She's got nominated multiple times, right? Um, or she's won multiple Tonys. Her non-compete was the Grammy in 1990. She won a Grammy. She was gifted a Grammy Legend Award. Mm. So it's things like that, like James right. Earl Jones. He's also under this. He what was his non-compete? His non-compete was an honorary Oscar. You know. These kind of things. But it's a lot of the people that you think, like Harry Belafonte, Quincy Jones, a lot of these people that we were under the impression actually is just those names. Oh, and then missing the Tony Awards, and then they have all these different other categories. Gotcha. Oh, Robin Williams, he almost got it, but he didn't get a Tony. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. Honorary. Speaking of Tonys, we could talk about the fact that... Um, Danza? Liam, no, I was going to say Leah Michelle this week is now the uh, has re- officially replaced uh, Beanie Feldstein in uh, the new version of Funny Girl. And sh- I think she did two or three shows and now is out with COVID for 10 days. <laughs> and it's quote unquote, the best part is also, okay, so if you guys don't know, there's a deep um, internet uh, conspiracy theory. That Leah oh, Michelle that can't, can't read. read. <laughs> Which is the Cause best. Because of, of Glee, right? Well, just in general. I mean, it's just, I think it's just in general to drag Leah Michelle. Oh, okay. But the rumor is that, yes, because she's been in theater and doing all these things since she was a kid, she's never had any formal schooling. So she just gets the lines read to her. And like, she only, her real talent, because she's been bred to just like sing. Right. <laughs> like, that's her only skill. So, like, no, obviously she's an actress that knows how to read. Yeah, she would not survive this long if she yeah, didn't know how to read. Yeah, it's such a real. funny, stupid joke. Um, because she was in um, Spring Awakening before, right. you know, like, all these things. She's been on Broadway forever. And yeah, so that's just one of them. So it's just even funnier that the headline was, like, inconclusive because then it was just so easy to drag her to be like, yeah, it's inconclusive because she can't read. The, t- the COVID results. So she doesn't oh, know. I didn't see that. That's if funny. She has it or not. Yeah. But well, apparently, out. not surprisingly, she did a great job at least the first two nights. Um, but... And do we know if they replaced the Jane Lynch? Yeah, they did with okay. Tovia, another famous uh, Tony, or I don't know if she's a Tony winner, but Broadway, like someone who maybe had played that role or was meant to play that role i don't know i remember when they announced both of the names people were like why didn't they just start with those to begin with it, and my theory is that there was this, this level of stubbornness that is within the tone the uh broadway community 
that they were like, Leah wants this so badly. This has been her pinnacle. This is well, and I think I didn't watch Glee, but isn't that like something where when she was in Glee, like her character plays? Yes, uh, but she's also been Penny very- Rice or something, or she's a Broadway fan in the mo- in the show. Oh, yeah, so she that's also why- Barbara, and she's been born and bred. Uh, her character in Glee has been like genetically mutated to be a Broadway obsessive. Right. And she has, like, a father. Like, I think, um, I forget who one of them, but I want to say Jeff Goldblum, like, played one of her dads. Oh, But okay. they, like, had her on purpose to, like, breed her to be a Broadway star. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so I know why all these Glee people are crazed, excited, and if you're a But fan. that comes from her own personal... Yeah, that, no. Like, life of being I mean, obsessed with Barbara Streisand and being obsessed with Funny Girl and Fanny Bryce, and then they wrote that into Glee. Right. No, I know that people say that her character in Glee is very similar to her in real life. Probably. I mean, wow. Yeah, I Glee mean, listen, an interesting moment I'm in, in the minority who saw it with Beanie and liked it. So I know I'm in the minority there, but I'm sure if I watched the Leah Michelle one, I'd probably say Leah was a better singer because Beanie isn't the greatest singer, but I still enjoyed it. So whatever. Yeah, this is just, she wanted it so badly and she'd been vocal about it for like a decade. And they're well, like, this isn't going to happen for you, Leah. Well, and it's also because she had such a bad yeah. um, reputation. Reputation of being a bitch, which she's been working on fixing. And I think is using this experience to showcase that she can be a nice person or at least act like a nice person because yeah. she's been seen. I mean, most actors do, or not most, but a lot of Broadway actors come out after to meet people. Um, I don't think the they're show. allowed to do that anymore. No, she did. Oh, okay. But there are some that choose not to, and then there are some that do. And so I saw that she made it, you know, a, per- a conscious effort to do it at least the two days she was there. Maybe that's how she got COVID. Um, no, that is because they stopped doing that. Because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I saw. She, it's now back. I saw footage of her out there with people. In the That's 100% break, how she got COVID. That's why they're not out. supposed to be doing it. Because then you're well, shutting I down production. Well, I just cracked the code. Just call Idiots. me Michelle of the Upper East Side. Maravistown <laughs> round two. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anything else related to Broadway, Broadway you wanted to discuss? Or should we move on to the next story? There's a lot going on this week. Yeah, um, uh, I guess just a quick shout out that we have Jennifer Lawrence is back in, me- in the media. She did those her. 73 questions and it was very amusing. And if people don't understand her, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say cutting sense of humor, but just her subtle, dark sense of humor. She's oh, going- she's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So people aren't really understanding that. and They're kind of dragging her for the 73 questions for Vogue. But we're just really stoked that she's back in our world because, like, this is our girl. Yeah, we've missed her. We let you take a break and we need you back. <laughs> Stop never, being a mom. And never leave us, us again. <laughs> never leave us again. <laughs> we miss you so much. Yeah, and just the fact that she brought up, like, three different housewife, com- you know, stories in her interviews just shows, like, what she's been doing while she's disappeared. <laughs> she's still yeah. watching Bravo, which she's we love. breastfeeding and watching Bravo. Yeah. So go for it, Jennifer. Who's your favorite housewife? Sonia! <laughs> be, like, my new favorite clip of all time. <laughs> I also, Sonya like... posted. Of like, course. How would you not? And Sonia is the best. So. And, then, and then I liked when she, they asked her, you know, describe your style. 
and she said i'm working on it (laughs) good for you because i am too exactly it's like so relatable and she has a stylist so yeah love you jennifer so so pumped you're back we're happy to have you on the pod yeah we know you're listening (laughs) um in other news uh actor josh dumel appears to have gotten married in uh fargo yeah fargo north dakota yeah, Casey let me know that's where he's from, but he... Yeah, he's actually from a smaller town in North Dakota, Minette. Mm. So, yeah. So, Fargo's, like, the big the big city boy. Wow. But he has a shack out in the woods that, especially since COVID, he was like, bye, I'm gonna go be in North Dakota. He really hates being a part of LA, and it's just unfortunate that he was gifted with the face that he was. Oh, yeah, I mean, when is he with Tad Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, like, really just hates everything that has to do with LA and, like, working in Hollywood. Which is the irony, he ends up with Fergie. But anyway, or did, and then they got divorced. So, yeah, so... Uh, he I was, think that divorce was a big reason why he was, like... Probably he was is, over it all. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm not trying to play this game anymore. Like, I just... I have my kid, and we're gonna over go hang out in the woods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, him and his now wife and uh, a group of friends all dressed up in wedding attire were spotted at this bar in Fargo. He has a ring on. Um, they're celebrating. And yeah, I mean. In the, I'm, sh- I'm hoping she has another job. But the only other thing is that like she's like yeah, a beauty not- contestant. I was gonna say I wasn't seeing much on her. Her name. Her name is Audrey Mari. Right. We do we know how long they've been together? I saw a photo. Couple of years of them getting engaged a while back. Yeah. But she's also. I mean, the thing is, if I was, oh my god, if yeah, if I was twenty eight, I would of course marry Josh Dumel. But there is, he's nearly fifty. This article says they got engaged in January after being together since at least 2019. Yeah. Okay. Together for three years. She was 25 and he was like 45 maybe Ugh. when they got together. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, if you have Josh Jumel and fr- like. He doesn't look like he's 45, 50. It yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that he's going to have another kid. He has one with Fergie. Yes. Axel. Axel. Yeah. Um, and then, um, fun little side note about Josh Jumel is that he looks so much like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, they that, do. That he once took, they were at an ev- a baseball oh, event together. Yes. They oh, did a celebrity God. baseball game event together. And Tim asked, um, I'm on a first name basis with Tim, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> Tim asked Josh to pose with his family uh, in the picture. And I think Josh is wearing his baseball hat, but maybe not. And then that Tim sent that out as the Christmas card to everyone for the whole uh for that year and then his brother when they were at his mom's house his mom had it on the fridge his brother was like mom that's not tim and she's like oh i thought he looked different and taller <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love timothy all the fans so much i love like yeah that, i just love that they did that and yeah. like the mom didn't even know like, oh, i thought he looked taller yeah. i feel like that's something your mom would do 100%. she like would totally not notice it if it was like someone else dressed as you she's yeah. like oh another photo of case a hundred well that's what she did with the amy poehler gift 
that I sent her with Amy Poehler has a hoodie and aviators on. Oh, and she thought it was you. Yeah, she was like, "How'd you take this?" And I was oh, like, yeah. "Amy Poehler out of." I made the mistake not- of sending my dad a gif and like the questions he asked in response. I was like, "Okay, I'm just not gonna do that again." <laughs> this <laughs> was a learning. This was a learning moment for me. <laughs> um. I mean, what we else can do you take, want to talk oh, about? Oh, um, and then Nick Cage, I guess, another like happy relationship news, and then we can take a dive into a breakup. <laughs> um, yeah. Nick Cage and his fifth wife, Rico uh, Shibata, who's also, I think, like 30, and he's like 60. I mean, this God is the trend. It. I mean, you so miss. Gross. We're too old even for 60 year old men now. Oh. Isn't that hilarious? No. <laughs> it's so sad. No, it's sad, but it's there's a little joke. I mean, there. at this point, I'm I would be happy to Anna Nicole Smith it if I had to spend two years with a ninety year old and then get like eight million dollars. Oh, I thought you meant like, you know, die from no. a drug overdose. I was <laughs> no. like, please don't. No, just sit on some guy's wheelchair, read and lap, and yeah, I mean, wedding. she made out pretty well. I mean, she had to fight it though. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully she got. Oh some, right, but... his family. I forgot yeah. about that. That's yeah. how we. That's how we met Howard Stern the <laughs> second. <laughs> I but loved yeah. that show. Anyway, Nick Cage had. Um, I think it's only his second kid. No, it's his third kid. I think it's his third kid. He has a grown ass kid who's into like really goth, like heavy right. metal, and is in a band. And then he has Kalel, named after fucking Superman. <laughs> so there's a goddamn twelve year old running around L.A. named Kalel. <laughs> Kalel Coppola Jesus because he if you guys don't know right Nicolas Cage is of the Coppola family he just changed his name to quote-unquote go out on his own other well, the, mention, the older mentions- kid's middle name is also Coppola Weston Coppola Cage oh That's the older one the oldest one yeah I, get, I mean can he even have a legal like le- his legal last name isn't Cage but maybe they put that on the birth certificate he may have like you know yeah, Same but I don't shit. think he did. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So and then they they named this kid August, which Michelle can get on a soapbox about. Well, I was like, is the baby born in September? Is the baby yes. born in August? Baby was born in September. I wonder if they was supposed to be like if the due date was supposed to be in August, and they were like, oh, that would be cute, August and August, and then she was late, and it was September. I, like I the, have I never like met a child that. born in August named August, but I've met multiple children named August. Mm. I've never met either. Mariska so. Hargitay's child is named August. August is also one of uh, the popular names and songs of a Taylor Swift's latest album. It's one of the themes of uh, the idea that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' children conspire to kill somebody who cheats on them. Mm. That's the whole album. Interesting. It's not their actual children. She just uses their names, Ivy and James, and then there's another one as because I think she's. I don't think she's like technically the godparent of those kids, but they're very, very close. Right. So when you listen to the album, Blake Lively like direct one of her music videos or something. I don't think so. Pretty sure she did her own music video. That that what so Taylor could get an Oscar nomination for this music video that she directed with Dylan O'Brien and um, Sadie Sadie Sink. Mm. But yeah, keep looking it up. They're just very much involved with each other, and like the whole theme of that album is like if somebody cheated, if a man cheated on one of them, and they all like kind of conspire to 
kill him. Yeah, no. Blake Lively directed I Bet You Think About Me. Oh, who knows about that one? I'm not that deep of a Swifty. I get from most of my Swifty no, information from, from the Vault track released Red Taylor's version, November 15, 2021. Again, I don't know any of her music, really, and I don't care. So, But I just yeah. remember hearing that she was directing a music video for her. Yeah, well, it's definitely not one of the music the videos bigger that ones. gets discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, who's the breakup we were going to talk about? I already forgot. Well, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, oh. like more kind of interesting stuff. There's now like a lawsuit going on in regards to their uh, chateau and like Mari Val in France that I've, Brad got during the divorce, but then they also went into business together for this rose wine. Which Angelina sold her stock and shares in this to a Russian oligarch. And then that sparked a lawsuit from Pitt because it was agreed upon in their divorce settlement, I believe, that they weren't going to sell either. Either of them weren't going to sell until the other approved and was like aware of who the sale was going to. So then I think. Uh, they're not calling it a countersuit and I don't really know why they're not but then Jolie has now sued Pitt saying that he um, you know tried to inflate the value of the stock and like pushed her out and like or he actually tried to deflate it so that he could like push her out and then like take hold of the business and all this stuff but it's just like Honey, and and so then this other information came out this week that is very interesting from Jan or Jan, whoever, whichever you want to pronounce it, Jan Warner's uh, memoir is being released, and he is the creator, uh, what would a, mag- a magazine editor, right? He'd be mm. the editor of Rolling Stone for years and years and years. And Rolling Stone is the one that broke the news that Pitt was having an affair with Jolie while they were um, after Mr. and Mrs. Smith filmed. They were in Africa together. And there's a famous picture of him helping Maddox on the beach, like playing in the sand. That fucking Maddox, man. Yeah. And so that's where it was like (laughs) confirmed that these two are away on vacation together. And he's still married to Jennifer Aniston. Ugh, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. Yeah, I was just, just brutal. I mean, if I was heartbroken, I can only imagine what Addison was feeling. I mean, what would you? Uh, yeah, but just burn, uh, just break. I would have murdered. I definitely would have killed someone that day, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but there's nowhere to bury on her Malibu compound, so like, <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to, have get, to be um, smart about that. And she. So that, um, so he, Jan Warner is releasing a memoir that comes out this week. Um, I have it pre-ordered on my Audible. uh, And he confirms that Jolie is the one who tipped off the paparazzi and then like got the pictures over to Rolling Stone. And so, I mean, this. Slow slap for Jan because I've just never trusted this bee. And it started from day one. It's all, yeah. And so she just, so it's like, you need to move on from your, like, you pulled the trigger. You divorced him in 2015. Yeah, like, get over this already. Like, let's move on. I thought you were hanging out with The weekend or some other dude. Like, let's. Yeah, that also seems like it's already kind of puttered out, huh? Yeah, it did. I think they were only spotted together, like, once or twice. But, I mean, they could have each other. They both suck. Yeah, and I hope we get some more information. I mean, the kids are going to have a skewed idea of what happens, but I hope one of these kids comes out and, like, has empathy for Brad because, like, 
he's not getting i don't know how much visitation he's even getting if he's yeah up like because we're not getting any... i feel like he is being excommunicated from his kids i agree with you there but i also don't know if it was his decision and he's like i just want to get away from her i don't know yeah, or like, like I, I can't really put if i just put a, the thing is like if he puts up a fight like how is this going to be helpful for the kids right how often does he get to see them? Because there's no pictures of them, really. And then also, and he's, he's been also working. been working and traveling. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I hope he's not Tom cruising it, and he's That's like putting literally up a fight. what I was thinking about. But maybe I, I don't want to think that Brad is just ignoring his children on purpose. I want to believe if he's not seeing them. He's talking to them, or but has... that's because we're Brad Pitt fans, and so yeah, and I'm a reformed bat brad pitt fan because those angelina years were dark they were i could not like him and it even took me a while to re-like him again but now i'm in it and he cannot do this to me again <laughs> no we're not gonna allow this <laughs> no so listen to us now bradley get your shit and together. like when we see you next we're gonna have a conversation about <laughs> when we like see how, you next tuesday <laughs> how on parent like you know hands on parenting we've got going on here because <laughs> as much as you don't want to put up a fight these kids need you to put up a fight yeah not maddox he's a waste and yeah maddox he, is over he's in school he was in south he, korea and also like that was pre-brad time anyway so like we don't care about him but well, technically, them, he comes into Maddox's life when Maddox is only, like, four. So he really did. Right after raise. Billy Bob. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, he did, but if we have to put But one, I think that shows you the level. If we have to get rid level, of one of them, let's get rid of Maddox. <laughs> but I also think that that shows you kind of for, the level of. Sophie's choicing it here. <laughs> manipulation that she has with these kids oh, of, like. She is manipulation. That should be her middle name, whether it's using her sex, using her connections. I mean, I don't trust this woman. Because Maddox is the reason, you know, what tipped off the fight on the plane that created the divorce. Well, I mean, I'm sure there were cracks in there. There's before. a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, um, should we move over to what we're watching? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Because I don't think I have it. Oh, well, I actually have a movie to say because I finally watched a movie. I watched uh, the movie Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie on Netflix uh, produced with produced not only Adam Sandler, but LeBron James, too. Oh, cool. And his co-producer, co-creator of everything, um, Maverick Carter. But basically, it's a movie where Brad or Brad, I have Brad on my brain. (laughs) What else is new? I mean, talk um, about drinking Kool-Aid because I do hear myself. I hear us afterwards talking about it. And like, we are in the deep end with Mr. Pitt. Like, oh, of we got course we are. But most women are. On. Most yeah. women are. So I don't feel terrible about it. But, you know, I got to put it in check occasionally. Um, but yeah, so Adam Sandler plays this guy who is a scout for um, the 76ers for like 30 years. But he's really always wanted to be a coach. And just as he's told he's going to be an assistant coach, the owner of the Sixers, played by Robert Duvall, dies. And so his son, played by Ben Foster. Oh, um, yeah, it's a good it's a good cast. Ben Foster is great in everything. He's in. And he plays a dick because basically Ben Foster plays like the son that inherits the team and decides he's not going to let Adam Sandler be an assistant coach. Um, um, asterisk also Ben Foster got laura prepon to leave scientology yep 
and now they have a couple of kids together. I was telling that to Charlie last night when he popped up. I'm like, oh, it's Ben Foster, the Jew that got uh, her That one Laura Prepon back (laughs) I got that girl out of Scientology. Yeah, so... um, And then his ex-girlfriend is also Robin Wright Penn. Right, 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 right. Correct, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Robin Wright, no longer Penn. But spelled with W-R-I-G-H-D. But yeah, so... He then goes back to being a scout and finds this guy who is like, you know, hustling, quote, you know, using the word hustle, but hustling people in Spain um, in basketball. And he's like uh, someone that no one knows about. And he tries to get him into the NBA. And it's really cool. There's a lot of cameos from NBA players, both current and past. Yeah, because isn't the lead in the NBA. So I looked him. I looked him up after because I was like, "Is this guy an actor? Is this guy a basketball player?" He's a basketball player, right? So yeah, he's a basketball player originally from Spain himself, um, oh, but has played. He looks Eastern European, yeah, like a I motherfucker. Know. Yep, and he plays. Um, he played a bunch of different teams in the NBA. Took a break, or maybe not took a break, but probably was not picked up by a team. Did this movie? This is the first acting he's ever done, and I have to say it was like really good because it's That's not what just, everyone was saying during the press like, tour. Yeah, it's not. I mean, yes, he's playing a lot of basketball, but it's an emotional movie too, and he, you know, cries and does all of that. Yeah, um, Adam was getting very angry with how good he was on set because like Adam isn't a good actor, and he knows that, and so he was like, "But I'm you know what, to- I." I thought Adam, this was like a perfect movie for him. And well, that's which, true. He's and. He, because he's definitely he loves, grown in his skills and he also loves basketball so yeah. you get like the premise of the movie the thing the one part of the movie that's like mm, <laughs> trying to be a little too woke is him he's married to queen latifah in the yeah. movie and they have a black daughter or okay. i guess half black he's obviously whatever but <laughs> yeah like the premise is that he was on a college basketball team um, and gets injured and so because he gets injured he ends up being like more of the front house versus you know playing whereas all his friends later play and he meets Queen Latifah who's in track and field at the same time so they've been together since like college sports cute um, but they have good chemistry in terms of on screen but like the thought of them being married knowing like you know Knowing, knowing that Queen Latifah is a gay woman who right. would not come out publicly ever and right. thinks, yeah, it's still going to damage but her career. But even if she wasn't gay, like, the thought of Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler being together is, like, really not believable. <laughs> I get that they're not playing themselves in the movie, but that's the one part. It's I, hard to di- divorce that yeah. when they've both been our lo- in our lives as separate entities for a million years. Exactly. And so that's the put- one part that I couldn't really get over. But oh, other than that, the movie's really good. Heidi Gardner's in it, too. And, you know, oh, she's a huge basketball fan. So I like that she was in it. Um and, and if we're thinking Queen Latifah is going to be with a white man, we're thinking it's Steve Martin or Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's funny because I think of that Queen Latifah basketball movie with Common called Just Right, oh, um, which is another God, great movie. Common. She, she plays Ooh. she plays like the physical therapist for the player and they fall in love, whatever. That's another great yeah. movie if, if you like basketball movies. Um, but yeah, I loved it and a lot of hip hop music in the background. So it was like a Michelle movie and I was looking it up on IMDb later and it got really good reviews. Like yeah. it's not, you know, you don't have to like basketball to like this movie. It's just like your typical sports movie that has the motion that has 
um the no, Adam's excitement. doing some good. He's picking some great projects. Yeah, no, I actually liked it more than Uncut Gems, but I just felt like Uncut Gems, you're, like, sitting there, like, with a heart attack the whole time waiting for something bad to happen. And, like, that's the whole movie. And I get that that's the purpose of the movie, but, like, I can't do movies like that. Got it. Um. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What about you? Nothing new. Literally, I just, like, went through all like on a weekly basis well uh the talk shows came back but like most of them had really boring guests so i really didn't check a lot of those out and then the current things that excuse me hiccup um or like a burp i don't know what's happening the current things that i'm watching on like a weekly basis are big brother oh my god the big brother episode the double eviction yeah oh yeah Um, i'm like i have no i have no horse in the race now yeah. I don't know who I want to win. I was, like, cleaning up while I was watching it, so now I'm, like, remember. Yeah. I mean, it was going to happen, right? You knew that was going to happen if Michael didn't win everything, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's just, again, Michael wasn't going to take Turner out. Turner was going to take Michael out, and that's why I know. Brittany it- was right. They should have taken Turner out. I know he, like, didn't want to look bad going against it, but, like, you already looked bad with the whole race thing. Like, just get rid of all well even people. so i don't even think he would have looked bad because when you look at the options of the moves you're going to make that's the only move that would have made sense to protect well, the his holding game, on so I the felt holding like... on to it i think is why people were so pissed at him i mean again i don't think it was the worst big brother move oh, wait but hold people... on hold on no no yeah. i just i didn't um sorry the uh like if he would have taken turner out that would have gained more respect from... agreed yeah exactly and he made the wrong move there because if Turner, would, well, Turner was, wouldn't have been with Monty getting him out. Yeah. And his thought process was, I'll lose jury votes if I go against this promise. But it's actually like you'll win you jury get votes. It. Because... You'll get into the jury if you don't make. Yeah. You can't think about jury until you're in like final four. You because just Turner is playing such a messy game that he's not getting any respect from jury. I hope not. My fear is it's going to be Monty and Turner at the end or something. And then I would rather it be Monty that wins, even though I don't care. Yeah, it might go Monty Taylor right now if they can get Turner out. I know. I just feel like Taylor was such a bad HOH. She, like, didn't even know what she was doing. So it's like I can't even root for her. Yeah, Yeah. like, again, two people might understand what we're talking about. but (laughs) Watch it. Maybe it's going to be Alyssa and Monty because it's going to be easy to take Alyssa to the end. Because she just, yeah, you know, that's a true. Bump on a log, so and then you guarantee the win. Yeah, but I hope that the fact that T- Turner ate half a muffin four weeks ago <laughs> ruins his chances of winning, and Jasmine like turns the whole jury house against him. I would love that. <laughs> it would be amazing. Turner is. I would like to think that the leftovers would not like Turner because he was part of destroying the alliance with Kyle, but. Yeah, I mean, how hard was that conversation though, Kyle? When he when he like when he was talking to the jury, like yeah. that was intense. I, I liked it, it and it was a good conversation. But like that, like Indy walks off. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that I'm getting annoyed at myself about is like I'm giving Kyle like more props than he should be, but I'm giving him like I'm just really impressed of how he's. It's ig- called damage control. Well, he could also be absolutely just blowing up himself as a human being and being completely defensive, but he's like, I did these horrible things. I hope I can have anybody's respect or forgiveness or just help me understand 
how to like I wouldn't even be able to have these conversations well so disgusted with myself and saddened by hurting these people and agreed I just hope he keeps talking about the work he's gonna do and I'm like let's hope that he's not just talking the talk and he's gonna actually do the work because otherwise what work he can do right well he's gotta learn about what's the pathway on this he's gotta read about white fragility and he's gotta learn more about the black history in the u.s and like understand why the thought he was having is not a good one yeah if he doesn't want to be part of maga if he does then that's a different story yeah, but I don't even think he knows what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, I think he's so He's old enough to vote. Yeah, yeah, I just think he's so uninvolved and, like, disinterested in understanding yeah. both sides of the coin. But. Agreed. Maybe he'll learn more. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, I've just been uh, going through Game of Thrones, really. And then. Um, She-Hulk, you were saying. Yeah, because that's on every week now. And then Welcome to Wrexham has been really fantastic. So oh, right. Great docuseries on Hulu. So those are really just like the weekly things that I've been going through, but nothing new because I could have watched Elvis last night, but I just decided you have to, to be. Watch. I mean, again, that's a long movie. You got to be ready for that. Well, I also got to season five, like episode eight of Game of Thrones, where the White Walkers attack the wildlings in that village. And it's just like this epic hour long episode that's a film in itself. So I was like, I in my head, I was like, I want to find something new to watch. And then I was like, you know what, Casey? You don't need to find something. If you're going to enjoy this, then just enjoy this. Enjoy it for like, what it is. You don't don't have to go watch something new because you need, like, you're forcing yourself to. Like, if you want to watch this episode again, watch it again. Well, we'll have the Emmys tomorrow to watch. So true. Very true. And then maybe I'll watch Elvis today or maybe I'll just keep watching Game of Thrones <laughs> the rest of my life. <laughs> God, I really forgot how great that show is. I think it might, the rewatching like might make up for how terrible the last season is. Well, I think I might come with it to a new lens oh. of like understanding like, oh, it isn't that bad. It's just that we are going from week to week to week, and now it's my first time being able to like I have gone Binge back and it. been watched the whole season in now like a month mm. or so. So I might have a better respect for it, but we'll see. All right. That's pretty much it. What else? Yeah, I mean, is there anything new that's come out? Oh, did I talk about the Lord of the Rings show? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time. Bye, guys.